You're listening to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co-founder of Startup Radio Network. Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison. And here's a man with a plan, leader of the band, buff and tanned, Dave, the killer bread man, doll. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, you know, I'm not as buff and tan as I was when they, when they first recorded that little bit. But, you know, I'm way more buff and tan than Lad is. That's, That's true. So welcome to the Felony Inc. podcast, coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. We share stories that show again and again that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that happiness and success are a state of mind, not the result of material gain or fame. Don't get me wrong, I like make money. I like making money and I don't mind fame, but it's really learning to rock the journey with all its ups and downs that I call success. Our best guests on Felony Inc., have discovered the amazing power of accountability and have converted adversity to wisdom and a success mindset. Most of our guests have been convicted of felonies and are now honest, hardworking entrepreneurs. Owning up for my past mistakes and the willingness to work harder than anyone else have made, so they've been essential to my own triumphs. If you're not willing to work hard, you might as well have winning the lottery as your life plan. That's how good your odds are. I think that's what Lad's life, life plan is. It is. Positive change isn't easy, and transformation is a what, Lad? MFR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know, we're supposed to yak, chortle, and talk shit here. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? What do you got going on? What do we got going on? I don't know. What do we got going on? You know what? If you're a listener from the Portland, Oregon area, uh, you might want to come down and check the uh, you know the uh, schedule for Dante's downtown Portland. Maybe uh, the twenty first or second of December. The Killer Granddaddies will be playing at Dante's, and then of course we have our you know the big one on New Year's Eve. The yeah. big rock and roll, it's the governor's, governor's ball. ball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're playing with some uh, some real mofos there. That's right, Patrick Lamb, and it's called the governor's ball. But so I'm not really sure how you can get in there because you don't have any. So you don't have to have balls to get in there. Oh, you don't? I do have balls. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of women. That's not what be I there. heard. Um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> so you know what, Dave? Our guests today are from the Inmates to Entrepreneurs Program, which helps formerly incarcerated people start low-capital businesses. And I think that's an important point right there, Dave. Very important. And in the 1990s, Brian Hamilton, with an undergraduate degree from Connecticut Sacred Heart University and a Duke University MBA, accompanied a pastor friend to an Orange County prison camp. One of the inmates walked up to him and said... Uh, what are you, he asked him, actually, what are you going to do when you get out of prison? The inmate said, oh, I'll just go out and get a job. And he thought, wow, that's a heavy order. Yeah, it sure is. 
Hamilton 55 went on to uh, went on in 1998 to create Sageworks Incorporated, which grew into a 400 employee enterprise that provides financial risk software to more than 1,200 banks, um, accounting firms, and other companies worldwide. But the inmate's tough prospects, finding a job with his criminal record, stuck in his mind. So a decade later, uh, Hamilton formed Inmates to Entrepreneurs, which teaches prisoners how to start their own businesses. In May, he sold Sageworks. Terms of the deal weren't disclosed in order to, uh, in other words, they sold this to uh, work full, he, he did it to work full time, helping ex-cons stay out of prison by making their own opportunities. Go ahead, Len. Well, you know, A.J. Ware, also one of our guests today, is co-chair of Inmates to Entrepreneurs Board of Directors and has been an integral part of the organization since 2009. Ware is the founding and managing partner of Majestic Sports Marketing. Dave, you might want to get a hold of this guy because you need to work out a little more. Ware has extensive experience in public speaking and aiding business owners in developing a diverse clientele. He has presented in over 50 prisons across the country. I'm guessing that AJ is an ex-felon, and I think he is, but I wasn't able to find this, so we'll talk to him a little bit about that, well, Dave. That's, that's interesting. Where did you, you're picking up sort of an accent, kind of a Liberace sort of accent. A Liberace? Yeah, there's something going on with you. <laughs> the Inmates to Entrepreneurs program's mission is an exact fit for our podcast, lad. I know it is. Their vision is to reduce the rate of recidivism in the United States by providing a, a path to financial stability and success. How about that? Yeah. Welcome to the Felony Inc. podcast, Brian Hamilton and A.J. Ware. I hope we didn't butcher your introduction too much, fellas. What's going on? Yeah, not too much. Not too much, guys. Not too much. <laughs> uh, we also sold the company to make a pile of money, but I can say There that. you go. Let's get yeah, real. This is, this, is, this is Brian, so yeah. great to meet you guys, and uh, we appreciate being here. Well, you know, selling a company um, for money is usually, well, that's usually a, a major uh, motivator. Absolutely. Uh, anybody that doesn't sell it for money is probably lying. Um but you also had uh, something to do when you after you did that. You had like a mission and a vision in mind. Yeah, it's been um, it's been a long journey. Actually, I'm really glad you guys mentioned Reverend Harris. I started out back in I can't believe it now. It's 26 years ago. Uh, Rev was doing uh, ministry work at uh, local prisons, and we were just buddies. And I went along with him. Uh, to a couple of sessions um, and, you know, got into the prisons and started talking to the people and found out, you know, as we all know, it's hard for them to get jobs. And I've been a lifelong entrepreneur and Rev was as well. So our thought was, well, forget about getting a job. That's hard to do. And as you guys know, it's harder to do now with the Internet, you know, with Google searches and all this other stuff. So our thought was, let's help these guys start their own businesses. And that's it's, it's really as simple as that. Right on. So, so this was what year? What what year did you uh, sell? Oh, that sold? was back in yeah. No, that's fine. It was back in '92. Uh, okay, because it doesn't quite say and that. It was kind of a it was kind of a labor a labor of passion and love for. Um, you guys mentioned this in the intro, but about 15 years um, part time, 
it was really part-time until I sold the company five, six months ago um, for me. But it was really all volunteer for a long time. Uh, and just as, as you know, you start hanging out in these environments. You learn, you meet people who have had made mistakes and you learn a ton about not just the, the prison, um, the challenges in the prison system, but also uh, kind of about life, actually. You know, Absolutely. what's the country going to be about? When people make a mistake, are they going to get a second chance or not? And that's the bottom line. So I don't think it's a, it's not Democrat, Republican, no, it's not white, it's not. black. It's, it's really an American issue, you know? Absolutely not. Um, it is is totally about humanity. And myself, um, you know, I started seeing the impact of, you know, when we turn people around, when, when folks turn their lives around, I, the impact is exponential. Uh, so many things are affected. It, it, you know, the person himself, herself, uh, the business that they work for, the community, the family that they have, and, and families, um, and you know, essentially by extension, the world. So this is just powerful stuff. Yeah, I mean, as you, and you guys know, this is why you're doing your your work. Um, but the the challenges I think are growing in the U.S. Unfortunately, as I mentioned. It's, tech guys like me entrepreneurs making doing all this social media stuff where now every time you cross the road the wrong way or whatever your neighbor doesn't like you or your boss doesn't like you or you don't like your boss they know everything it's out there in social media yeah good yeah there's just endless uh i mean you know you're out there in the open so um you know the, the thing that i try to do is you know i try to to do the right thing and then I make don't, a difference yeah. yeah then nobody you know if nobody messes with me at least I know that I'm I'm on the right side and um, yeah can. you know it's kind of I just want to insert something sure. I don't want to really talk to my hair over here AJ Ware but I but the thing that um, it kind of bothers me though as you guys know you know Dave is you guys are really successful so um, having done this for a long time you get to a certain level of success, and your past is kind of behind you. In fact, it's it's not a it's never a badge of honor, but it's like, hey, I overcame something. Anyone can go through life and not take a punch, but it takes something to take a punch and get back up. Yeah. My beef is that, and you know, we've alluded to it, is that um, in in our country, you know, the whole country is based upon the second chance. I mean, we all came here all of our ancestors from other parts of the world to get a second, to try something new, you know? Sure. But that's why we're doing this, because a lot of the guys who are coming out, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them, not every one of them, haven't had the benefits of, like, perfect family, perfect education, perfect parents. And um, you got to take responsibility, accountability for, for life. But um, let's teach these guys how to be entrepreneurs, because that's the pathway out traditionally, for all people who have had challenges throughout our history, you know. If you look at the history of the country, you look at the immigrants. My grandfather came here from Ireland. Well, how did these guys get out? Well, some of them were educated, but most of them became entrepreneurs. And that's why we're so, that's why we got to get everybody on that path and make it available to everyone. Yeah, somebody said uh, adversity is a terrible thing uh, to waste because it's really a super important principle that you know adversity can really teach us things and we can become uh, rather amazing people um, 
due to adversity and our the way that we 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 live and learn through it. Um, so that's what I I feel is more than likely the most one of the most important principles uh, is is that these folks overcome adversity and become stronger and uh, eventually find their their true selves. Um, so we wanted to switch the switch over to AJ. Let's do that for a minute. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. I see. I saw a couple of uh, videos that you did, and um, I was listening oh, I'm to. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're kind of a funny guy. You, you got the you got the crowd. Um, giggling and laughing at what you were saying you know so I mean that's you, you got a good uh, style there what's uh, how long have you been out of prison first of all uh, 18 years okay. I got out in um, I went in in 96 and got out in 2000 okay yeah uh, and you fell and you did how much time and for what four years for robbery yeah well I've done that too um just one of many things I, I was busted. <laughs> You're good at robbery, Dave. Every time I bring a good-looking girl around, Dave, he robs her from me. No, don't say. Don't tell my girl. <laughs> don't tell my girlfriend that. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, AJ, tell us a little bit about how all this came about. Maybe you know. First of all, what led to the robbery thing, and and then uh, how did you learn that you wanted to do something different, and and that it was entrepreneurship. Well, one, I guess I go all the way back to the beginning. My first company, I had that when I was 15 years old. I used to um, um, install CB radios. So I'm 48 years old, so I'm kind of dating myself a little bit. I used to install You're CB young. radios in each truck. Youngster. And then um, an opportunity came along to where um, this lady came up to me. She had a cell phone in her hand, and she's like, well, hey, you know, can you install this? And, and I was like, yeah, sure, the wiring's the same, you know, the hardware, you know, the hardware's a little different. So I installed it, and that became my job. So at 15, I was still in high school, and so I was installing these um, CBs and now cell phones in parking lots. And eventually, uh, the lady ended up giving me her store because she had to go out and open up another store. So at 15 years old, I had a sailor phone, you know, store. Um, and I ended up selling that because I was like, I couldn't keep up with that, couldn't run it, and being a kid. And I've been uh, selling that and getting some money from that. So, um, so you know, that was that was me, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, at a, at a very young age. Yeah. You know, so I had that that platform, you know, there. Um, you know, grew up, you know, graduated. You know, went to the Marines, got out. And you asked me about, you know, the robbery charge. Um, one of my cousins, um, David, was was out snatching purses and things in, in the park over in, over in Raleigh. Lad still does Raleigh. it. Lad still does and, it. And uh, yeah. he wasn't getting anything, you know, so he's like, you know, getting 10 bucks here, 15 bucks here, and then there's one day, you know, I'm over at my aunt's house, his mom's house, and he comes in, and we're like, hey, you know, the police are looking for you. He said, yeah, you know, I just got 15 bucks. He was on drugs. He was very, very bad, mm-hmm. you know, on the drugs. And so, you know, I'm like, well, Rather than just snatching purses, you should just go over to a grocery store and just snatch the money out of the safe because the safe is always open over there. And so he does it. So 
and the law enforcement, my, those of you out there, do not recommend doing doing any kind of crimes to people because that is illegal. So it's kind of accessory. But in the law enforcement, you know, minds, he switched MOs. And so I'm like, I planned it. You know, I just didn't have the guts to go through it. So it's the same charge as robbery as if I ran in there and did it myself. So you know, I took responsibility for that. And so I got out, and when I was there, I, I had a, what we call work release. I was painting um, at this um, at a paint company when I was there, making minimum wage. And uh, I had moved up in responsibilities, but I hadn't moved up in pay. So when I was out, I asked for more money, and he was like, "No, you know, you're not getting any more money." So and then, and and then I were, had, had twenty four dollars. Were you busting ass, or were you doing? Were you trying to impress the boss, and you still didn't get that? Or? Oh well, yeah, because I had a plan for that, you know. Yeah. So you know, now I went from just painting to now I'm doing all the estimating and you know stuff like that with you know with the company because you know he had some Spanish speaking guys there who weren't quite great at the the customer facing positions. So and that's where I had you know worked my way up too. So you were moving up and doing, do that. You were being entrepreneurial, working for him. Doing the things that uh, you know that yeah. you do to try to to move up in the world, and it's it sucks when you're doing the right thing like that and you don't get um, noticed for it or didn't, don't get uh, rewarded for it. But that is something yeah. I always tell people: do it anyway until you you know it's a good practice. So go ahead. Yeah. So you know, I had a little you know chip on my shoulder, so I ended up uh, just one day just you know being at a. Um, at a hardware store, and this lady was, you know, coming out with some paint in her hand, and I had asked her that, uh, hey, what are you going to do with that paint? She said, well, I'm going to paint in you know, one of my rooms. I said, hey, I'm a painter. I will paint that for you. She said, well, how much will you charge? I said, whatever you give me, I'll be satisfied with. Because, again, I only had $24 in my pocket. So um, I go over, and she had two gallons of paint. So it just in my mind, I just estimated that it would take me, you know, a couple hours to put on two gallons of paint. So I get over there, I painted the room, she gave me 50 bucks. It should have been double that, honestly. But she knew what she had, because as I painted that room, she went back to the store and got more paint. She said, well, hey, you know, you know, we got your 50 bucks here. And she cooked me some food, because I told her I was hungry. Remember, I only had 24 bucks. So she cooked me some food, and I ended up doing another another room. So I made 100 bucks in a day. And going back, remember, I made 725 an hour. So I was pretty happy with that. You know, so the great thing about her and entrepreneurship is that she likes to talk you know word of mouth is great so i stayed in that subdivision a full year and that's how i started my painting company that is freaking cool that's how it works yep um and you started out with nothing basically 24 dollars um and uh, now i've got 28 so dollars <laughs> no if i had 25 i got 28 <laughs> yeah. now so oh good. you got now you do yeah yeah. <laughs> 16 years later or something <laughs> all right so uh yeah we know you know sometimes you can be an entrepreneur and work your butt off and uh, it, it doesn't always pay right away but I, i'll tell you what um like for me absolutely there was no better time than those early years of just of just working my ass off knowing i was creating something and building a good product um people liked my bread and so that was that was a super reward. Uh, the money itself eventually came, and honestly, uh, it created new issues for me. So, um, anyway, so go ahead. And I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I always do. Yep. You know, so I was um, so I was painting, and this is in 2008. And I saw Brian in the um, the local newspaper. He had gone to a um, 
to a prison facility next um, with Reverend Harris, and I saw the article, and the name of the of the article was, you know, inmates to entrepreneurs. So you know, I thought about myself. You know, I was an inmate, then I was an entrepreneur then, because again, I was running my painting company by then. I said, hey, it'll be great if I can just reach out to this guy and see if he needs some help. You know, if I can help, you know, in any kind of way possible, it'd be great because I really believed in, in back. what he was doing. Yeah, you, and, think, uh, you had something to give yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I reached out to him and said, hey, great. You know, I've got this um, going on this. I'm going to this prison here, you know, very soon. You can tag along with me and see what I do. So he did great. So you know, I took the day off. One of the, you know, one of the great things about being an entrepreneur, I took the day off, didn't have to ask anybody. Hmm. Yeah. Every day off, you know, hung out with Brian for that day, and we went to a facility in North Carolina. And the crazy thing about that is that I was at that prison, you know, eight years earlier. You know, actually being like a prisoner at that prison. So the guards remember me you know, before. So I'm in there talking crap because, you know, the guards are, oh, you're coming back. Don't worry. I did go back, but I went back on my own terms. <laughs> and I didn't go back in handcuffs or anything, you know. So and right then, I knew... It was a perfect, you know, situation for me to be able to give back, you know, to, you know, to those those guys there because, you know, obviously I wasn't like that with the females, but you know, to give back, you know, to those guys and to be able to help them, to give them hope, because I was there, I was there in the facility with them at the same facility, and I had gotten out and done, you know, pretty decent for myself. So I definitely wanted to let them know that it was possible, and that's what we're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've done a lot of that too. It's so rewarding. Um, I, you know, I currently am working with this uh, organization called Constructing Hope, which has guys, you know, and ladies, all different uh, persuasions, all different sorts of people that have been in trouble, um, addicted, all different, all different things, and they can't seem to, uh, you know, get a good start, and they're being taught for no, you know, it doesn't cost them anything, but they're being taught to be, um, to learn construction trades. And uh, so, you know, the thing is, there's obviously people that aren't aren't capable of being, or don't really have what it takes to be a uh, entrepreneur. And so that's the folks that I want to see get in the trades. But you guys are focused on the entrepreneurs, and I want to hear more about that. You know, you know, Dave. I'd like to ask uh, Brian a question because, you know, this to me this is really important, Brian. That um, you guys teach these guys to start a business with, and I watched a video, and you say sometimes with five hundred dollars to start the or business less. or it's less. Less. Yes, or so less. So that yeah. that right there is super important to me, and for these guys listening to hear, is that you know a lot of guys will say, well, I'm going to start this big business and get out there. And do all this and when it fails of course they fail but if you teach them at a lower level like you're doing to get out there and start this little business and then it can grow into something bigger uh tell me how about that and also i'd like to hear about the first one that you did and how you came about helping the first person start their own business yeah so all right well first things first um well first um we have to, well, most times, you know, <laughs> not with me usually, but um, the first thing we have to realize is that most people, just most people, forget about whether they're incarcerated, don't have a lot of cash to start a business. And, I mean, I know thousands of entrepreneurs like you guys, you know, that, you know, they just don't have a ton of money when they're starting. And, I, in fact, I don't know any entrepreneurs who have started with, you know, a million dollars cash invested. That's very rare. That's... Nope. 
that's a rich man's problem, and most people just aren't aren't in that in that bucket. Yeah. So we come from the perspective, like literally, that they don't have anything. So we say five hundred dollars, but the examples we give uh, at the courses are around: Hey, how do you start a paint business with nothing? And you got fifty bucks. What do you do? How do you get your business cards made? You go door to door. You put the business cards up at the grocery stores. All the stuff I've been doing, AJ's been doing it too since he was a kid. Okay, well now you got five hundred thousand dollar paint job well how do you get your supplies well that's called a deposit you get the person to pay you 25 percent down and to your question that's how you finance the operations of the business so we're looking at low capital businesses uh, that people can start with very very little money because most people don't have a bunch of money and we walk them through slowly how to bootstrap and then we ask questions um okay then we have any questions about how to get the first customer how to get that first dollar? How do we turn cash? I've been doing that since I was a kid. AJ's been doing that since he was a kid. We know that cold. And, and by the way, we have them do it too now. We were in New York City last week. We broke the session up into two groups. And each each of the groups, the guys at the course, they started, you know, they came up with the idea for the business, how they were going to get the sort of the capital, get the cash flow going. They, they all did it in 45 minutes. And then they presented to the group when we did their course in New York. It's a long answer, but the bottom line is people don't have money uh, to start a business most times. They're not going to get a bank loan. Uh, you know, the grants are usually BS, as you guys probably know. Yeah. So how can we get these guys out of the gate? Um, well, let me, second plan, yeah, let, me get back to, let me get back to you uh, real quick in a second. We need Lad needs to... Talk some smack for I do. We have to thank our sponsors and CPA dudes where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meeting. They just get the damn job done. You can find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio and tell them Dave and Lad sent you and we'll send you a special surprise. Seriously, we will. Yeah, support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionists. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. The team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you can easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com forward slash startup radio to sign up or better yet call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code startup ruby that's startup ruby tell them dave and lad sent you and you'll get 150 dollar credit all right that was a lot of interruption let's get back to uh to our friend brian here he was in the middle of something let's he had part two yeah, sure. On part two, I mean, I, I you know, we I've been doing this so long. I honestly, like my kid says, uh, I forget things on purpose. But I'm 55, and the truth is, I I can't remember anything <laughs> past 10 years ago. But um, I think that the most I, I want I would say just put it this way: the, one of the most inspirational stories. I, I don't know, AJ, if you'd agree, but I think it's Scott Jennings, because apparently Scott met me at Orange Correctional. He was actually in. Uh, prison at the time, I think, and I met him there, and um, he got out, and uh, he started a um, 
sort of gym assembly type company, service company. And um, now he's got, you know, he's got a real business. I, I think it's maybe 10 years later. And, um, and he's on our board of directors. He's, you know, one of our mentors. And that's the thing that I really loved. I mean, I can't, I'm not responsible for what he's done in his life. Let's make that clear. He, that's the other thing, too, by the way. We don't start businesses. We give yeah. people tools, and it's not false modesty. I mean, Dave, you know that. You go out and start a business. It takes guts. It takes persistence, and they're doing it. You just but want to I inspire them, one, right? Inspire so, them and, and help them find the tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's. We won't make their jer- job. You can't not do that. Make their That's right. Yeah. Well, we're not making their journey rough. Well, let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. But Scott's a real, real to me a motivational thing because he's come full circle. Like on, you know, he's in prison. Met him there. Started his own business. Now he's on our board, and you know, that's just incredible. And, and as you know, you guys know this too. I just want to make this one thing clear. I, I think uh, Dave mentioned this. Uh, you alluded to it. We're not in a high success rate thing here. I mean, we're we're not going to take 100% of our guys, and I'm from the Northeast, by the way, everybody's a guy, but um, we're not going to take 100% of the people, and they're not all going to start businesses because maybe it's not all for them, you know? But we can teach them some good life skills, too, even if they don't start a business, so. Yes. There are so many things that you can learn, you know, just trying. And, um, you know, not everybody's ready to be an entrepreneur. I've seen, you know, there's a lot of failures, but hopefully um, you can teach them the things that will help them either way, right? Right. Win or lose. You know, you lose, you still win. That's how how I look yeah. at it. All right. Absolutely. So, AJ, um, what, is, what have you been up to? I mean, you're doing a lot of speaking and stuff, so how did you get to that? Well, it's the uh, it's part of the mentor program. You know, again, I go out and I and I mentor, and we have been doing a lot of speaking. We have a um, a platform where we go to prisons and you know we speak and introduce them to our program. It helps that they will contact us when they get out. Everything that we do right now for um, you know, for our class participants, our mentees, the students, whatever you want to call them, is absolutely free for them. You know, so definitely want to get that you know out there that we never charge for anything. We're not trying to sell them books on the back, none of that. It's absolutely a free service for them, you know, all the time. So, um, you know, I, you know, I typically go out to prisons and introduce them to, uh, you know, to us through a two-hour, uh, or hour and a half, a two-hour um, course, just, you know, a crash course. Like, look, this is what you need to do. This is, you know, what we talk about with business attitude. This is how you market. This is how you sell. These are some of the businesses that are low cost that we've researched that you can get into. But, you know, but I always tell them you know, when I do that is that I can lead them down a lot of paths and I can teach them a lot. The one thing that I cannot teach them is passion. So they have to have that, you know, in the class. And I think that's where a lot of people drop off because, you know, entrepreneurship, as you guys know, is, is pretty challenging. It gets hard. It's, it's tough. But I'm a realist and I let them know that, you know, during the course. Um, but we also in North Carolina have an eight-week course. You know, as well, where we teach those same topics, we dig deeper into them. And each night, we just pick a topic and we go through that. And then we have a, you know, nice graduation. And after the graduation, then they have the opportunity to have a one-on-one uh, mentor throughout their, um, their their business life. Well, that's great. So, um, so you have actual entrepreneurs. How many entrepreneurs uh, does that take to do that? You know, businesses out there that we've come up with. Yeah. I don't know. So this model's different um you know this model is like five six months old right now um but you know i graduated from my class um 
about around 180 or so um, in North Carolina. We've graduated, you know, from uh, from Raleigh, Wilmington, Greensboro, Charlotte. Um, so, um, um, yeah, so about you know, yeah, about 150, 180 or so. Don't have an exact number, but it's you've uh, got that many entrepreneurs on board. Yeah, and they had a we, we really for years because we did the kind of we did the show in the prisons. We didn't track the numbers for sure. a long time. It was all volunteers. So. Yeah, it's great when you can track it, um, and so you are now trying to. Is that what you said? Yes, we are now. You know, we're keeping up. You know, you know, with those numbers, because you know, people want to know the success side of it. And as Brian, you know, mentioned earlier, we know that we're not going to have a hundred percent of the people that go through our course when start a business. I bet but it's if we can get them more than, soft a lot skills, less than fifty percent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. To get you know to be a better employee, a better manager, something like that, then great. Because ultimately, our goal is to to give them a way out. Um, and they know that we're here, and hopefully through all of that, then we resu- uh, reduce the uh, recidivism rate throughout the country. And you're you're seeing, you know, at least anecdotally, you're seeing great success, right? Yeah, but the ones we have, absolutely. You know, they um, they continue to come back to us. Um, um, you know, over over the years, you know, they have different things, and it's great to, um, you know, like you know, Brian, you know, mentioned Scott. You know, I've got a one-on-one session with Scott um, here, you know, next week. And then we're talking about expanding his business nationwide, you know. So, and that's that's pretty powerful stuff. Knowing that when he, you know, first you know got out, he didn't have anything, and, and he was incarcerated. Now to talk about that is um, is pretty powerful to us. How does your nonprofit um, make money to you know keep this thing going? I mean, you guys well, do you fun- guys invest in these in these um, in, in these entrepreneurs, or are, is it all like? Uh, brought to you by um, by folks who care about the program and they, they donate money yeah no we, we're, we're educational mentoring it's all free we're funding it oh, really? um, but we don't yeah we don't invest in the business there's lots of reasons for that too by the way if you get conflict. too far away from the knitting you don't do anything well we're not venture capital guys sort of a conflict of interest now, maybe in uh, some ways yeah it could get weird as you no, probably. I mean, just one of the things that I've learned is that I always say this, like, I kind of like doing this. I'm not, people have a BS detector. I like working with inmates better than Duke MBAs because there, there's more real to it. You know what I mean? There's more real to it. So I've been doing it a long time. When you go out to the prisons, people know whether you're kind of full of it. They, they sort of know, and they yeah. kind of know what your heart is. They can read it fast. So on the whole money thing, we keep that out of the equation completely. Well, I mean, I'm just um, wondering. We don't charge them for anything indirect or direct aid because we don't want. You know, you know what I'm saying. We don't. There's want no to do operating costs. I mean, like, I think of a. Yeah. I've never known a nonprofit to not have to. You know, need money to do this and that. Yeah. I mean, you're not entirely self-funded, are you? Or no, we're totally self-funded, oh. and largely from the foundation. Hmm. that I was able you know, set up after the uh, sale of Sagework. So okay. we're, we're 100% self-funded, yeah. Great. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's why we, you know, I, was, I mean, Sageworks was a tech co- is, is a tech company. I sold that, and now, you know, uh, we're able to really go at this thing because, uh, you know, we got some resources, and, you know, that's, that's why we're on the show. You know, we want to get this thing after, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um well, I, I know I totally understand doing things for nothing uh, because really you're not. Um, when you believe in what you're doing and you're making a difference, you're changing your world and making it a better place. 
Lad doesn't know anything yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, I, I don't know if you'd agree, but I mean, I again, I work with thousands of entrepreneurs. I mean, sure, it's about the money. You got to make money, you know, for them. And you got to, and anybody who tells you they want to make money, I, I just don't believe them or I wouldn't want to be around them because it's part, you got to circulate that cash. But yes. I think you got to love what you're doing too. You know, it's, it, you know, there's, there's got to be an act of love because it's a competitive market and you're not going to beat a guy who loves what he's doing more than you do. So, Capitalism, um, you know, you gotta, is, capitalism is great for that. Uh, the competition, yes. you have to be able to beat yes. the other yes. guy. And, you know, when, it, when I made the bread, I came out of prison, made this bread. Um, it was all about, oh, man, how am I going to beat these guys? But it was my opportunity. And... I, you know, I, I had to work really hard. I was very passionate. I was very excited. And, um, you know, if I hadn't been trying to beat somebody, then I wouldn't have been shit, you know? Right, lad? That's right. What yeah. do you got? What, what have you done with your life, lad? What have I done with <laughs> my life? No, anyway. Well, see, you, you guys see that? You see how we, um, we, you know, I'm supposed to be like his best friend, but I get I get sucker punched, uh, literally, physically, and then on Somebody's air. Somebody's got to On air, it, sucker you know. punched. Yeah. And this is coming from a friend, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what are friends for? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Dave, I do have a question, you know, and of course it goes back to your business too, Dave, is that... Um, I don't know if you guys did research on Dave, but you know during Dave's uh, days at Dave Killebred, he he had a, about a third of his employees were ex-felons as well, and so that right there in itself, you know, um, AJ, you know that I'm sure that you probably hired some ex-felons as well, and and the other guys that are in there do the same. Yeah, correct. You know, it's it's a it's about you know giving those chances, and and then you know backing up what we talk about you know as well you know we can't well i can't you know really go out and say well hey y'all you know y'all deserve second chances if i'm not providing that second chance you know so um so yeah so and, and typically it doesn't matter if it's if it's you know typically male female if it's you know particular you know race whatever people kind of sort of by default like to take care of their own you know so if i you know if, if i put my kid out you know to to play you know, in the, in the yard, and there's adults and kids, he's going to gravitate to the kids his age. You know, so typically, you know, if you have, you know, a criminal history, whatever, we kind of just gravitate you know, to that person because we understand the struggle. We understand what we went through, and so we try to help them out if they need some assistance. Right on. Yeah, I, I have one more little, uh, one more little, little bit here, and then we're going to be able to talk straight through to the end. Today's episode of the Felony Inc. podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service that generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can Construct the PR package that's right for the future of your business. Also, listeners, please leave Felony Inc. Podcast a review on iTunes, and we might even read it on the air. All right. Good job. Hey, you know what? Is is Dave getting a DJ oh, voice up, or what? He, it's up, not man. bad, is it? Shut up. Okay, so 
You know, I wanted to get, before we get too much further, I definitely want to find out how does one get into this program? And so, yeah. I mean, we, we're going to have lots of people asking yeah, about that. Yeah, so, you know, it's, um, they can go to, you know, the MHEntrepreneurs, you know, dot org. Um, you know, that's our, you know, website. They can, you know, send us a link through there. They can reach out to, uh, uh, you know, through us, you know, through, you know, phone, um, social media. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram. You know, just, you know, reach out to us and let us know, you know, how we can help. Great. Okay. Yeah, so, by the way, we have a special prize. The name of the organization is InmatesToEntrepreneurs.org. And if you can spell entrepreneurs, we get a special prize for you. <laughs> well, it's I, taken me 30, 30 years and I still can't get it. So in other words, if you can Google um, entrepreneurs, <laughs> you're right? get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a, a tough one. That is, yeah, recidivism is not an easy one either. Um, yeah, entrepreneurs, I always put the U before the E until I look at it and go, oh, no, no, I can't do that. So, uh, Dave, well, are these are these guys in Oregon? I, I no. know they've been in 50 different prisons. We were just where talking about at? North Carolina, man. I know, but they, they've been in 50 different prisons. Yeah, we're largely, yeah, we're largely in, we've, we've gone to prisons. Uh, we haven't been out of prisons in other states we've gone to prisons in other states by request you know but um right now we're north carolina based i guess the bottom line it's a really real question is how can people get involved they can contact us we're trying to develop not, franchise is the wrong word but we're we're developing curriculums that people can implement in their areas we're also looking for mentors it's a shout out to people who are entrepreneurs and whether they've been in prison or not you know we need we we didn't steal the AA model, but we kind of adopted the idea that people, you know, it's kind of good for people to have people to talk to, people who have walked the walk, people who have been entrepreneurs. So if there's people listening who want to just help, uh, you, you know, they can be in Portland, they can help somebody in D.C., you know, they can get on the phone with them, you know. So we're looking for entrepreneurs as well. And these folks can find you at your website. Yeah. Right, and yep. the website is entrepreneurs. Uh, inmates, uh, inmates to entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. And yeah, inmates to entrepreneurs. Well, it's yeah. a mouthful. Inmates to entrepreneurs. Um, and just you gotta know how to spell that, right? So yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, but you'll figure it out because I I googled it earlier today and I didn't have any problems. Yeah. Um, so. What else did we not get to today that uh, that you guys would like to use this forum for? AJ, I'll, I'll let you go first, but I, I do have one thing that I just want to get in if I could. But I'll let you go first, but if you want to. Yeah, no, you know, definitely want to let people know that, you know, this program is, it, you know, it was North Carolina-based, but we are going national. As you know, Brian, you know, a little earlier, we were in New York, you know, last week. In January, we're going to be in Atlanta, and then, in uh, April, we're going to be in D.C. So we're coming. We're coming. Uh, we're coming west. Uh, hopefully, we can be in, in Oregon. You know, here. You know, pretty soon. But you know, just because we're not in your particular state right now, it does not mean that we cannot help you right now. With all the technology that's out now, from computers to phones and, and all that, we have ways to, to helping. So if you really need, you know, that assistance, and you think that you know, inmate entrepreneurs can help you out, just please just reach out to us and. And let us help, and we're here for them. 
This is great. Yeah, I, this, this is why this is why you need this guy on, guy, guy on the interviews, not me, because he he, he steals my thunder. <laughs> he's, got, he's got everything. I just add two quick things. Sure. We're developing an online curriculum so we can get to the whole country. So that if you can't if we can't be in person, we're going to get it online. And the second one, I mean, it kind of sounds sort of hokey, but I don't know the listening audience. Of course, we know you, Dave. We know the background. We've done our research on what you're doing here, but. I, and it sounds hokey, I know, but I, I still have to say it for guys, but I got to say it. There are people who are listening who, um, you know, after having done this for so long, you know, they're down, you know, I get it. I mean, I understand. We've worked with thousands of people. But remember, there are people out there who do care about you um, and who really care about you and who have lived what you've lived through. And don't forget that because sometimes, you know, I think the truth is, and it's mostly for guys, I'd say, not, it's just for everybody, I think it's a, so more of a guy thing. You always feel like you're alone in whatever you go through. But yeah. there are people, and, and not just us, but you guys too, there's people out there who do care and want to help. And, you know, that's, it's important to know that, that you take, I think starting a business, one of the hardest things is that sense of isolation. And we want to take that away as an obstacle. I think there's a lot of, um, I think there are actually a lot of people with the heart to to help these sorts of things. You know, there's a tendency to feel like, oh, I've been burnt by somebody. I can't trust somebody um, to help them. I help them, they're going to burn me, you know. Uh, there's accountability. There's, there are ways to... Uh, to to make sure you're you're kind of choosing the right people to help, you know you don't you can't just go well hey that's a let's let's pick that guy let's throw a dart there and see if and see if we can fix that guy. Well, you can't fix anyone anybody. First of all, you have to give them the tools. You have to inspire them and all that. They have to do the work. But um, you know, essentially, a person's got to have done some work before you even meet them. Uh, because you look at somebody and you go, well, has that person done anything? Uh, do they really, are, are they, have they had enough of that life yet? Um, and then we can go, you know, that person is at least, he's hit bottom. He doesn't want to go there anymore and he's ready to change. Um, uh, that's what I'm all about. I'm about helping those people because, you know, you can't fix everybody. You can't help everybody. You have to help the folks who are ready to be helped. Am I right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, we've been well, one of the interesting things. Now, this is kind of it could fall into category of BS. So I got to be careful what we claim. But it's interesting what you just said. I just uh, on that point, um, we we catch people. If we can catch people when they're ready for the change, we can make a big difference. But really, it's all coming from them, right? They've got to be ready for that. And the reason I say that is I've been told, I this, this is not, we haven't validated this, but people, we don't know of anybody who's touched our program that we know of who's, that's gone back to prison. We wow. don't take credit for that. But I think it goes to your point. I don't want to take credit for that. I think that that could be just, I think to your point, Dave, is that they're ready for a change, right? Yeah. But... If we can catch them at that moment, then we can really make stuff happen. But they got to have what you what you just said—that little bit of fire or whatever—ready to roll. So, um, sick and tired of the bullshit, at least. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. 
Because everybody, you know, one of the biggest challenges, of course, is everybody, and especially a lot of times uh, drug addicts and people who have been in prison and guys that have, you know, done crimes for a living. Um, you know, we're used to instant gratification, and we expect things. We If, we, if things don't happen right now, then, you know, we're, we're out there doing something crazy so that we can get it to happen quicker. Um and so finding, being ready to be humble, um, you know, have acceptance of your situation and, and, you know, by that, by having those attributes, um, becoming patient and, and working your way forward and, and being okay with the journey and, and the steps of the journey rather than expecting the instant outcome. And, you know, that's kind of my message. So I'm mean, because because I, I learned to love the journey. I mean, that's what it's all about to me. It still is today. Uh, I had my own breakdown in 2013 um, after great success, and I've had to overcome that um, using sort of the same principles that I used in the first place to become successful. And I'm going to let you wrap it up. We have. I'm going to give you one or two minutes. Yeah. AJ, you want to you go? You, you want to go, bud? Yeah, sure. Um, no, you know, I appreciate you guys, you know, having us on. And, and um, I mean, you're correct about the, the, the instant, you know, gratification. That's something that um, that we know, um, you know, Brian and I always talk about making that first dollar. Once they start making money, then, you know, our jobs gets a little bit easier. And, of course, you know, making money becomes addictive. So, um, you know, again, you know, appreciate you guys for, uh, you know, for having me on and allowing me to um, share my story because I don't think that um, I'm any better than, you know, anybody else. So if I can start a company for basically nothing, 24 bucks, then, you know, other people can too. So thank you guys. Yeah, now you got 28, so we're good. <laughs> 28, that's right. <laughs> Progress. Uh, you know, I want to thank you guys, uh, Brian Hamilton and A.J. Ware of Inmates to Entrepreneurs, and that's Inmates entrepreneurs.org and anybody that needs more information contact us and we'll get it to you I'm pretty excited about this program because um, you know it's just it, it's got the principles that work and so I believe in it um, thanks again guys Thank you guys for having us. Thanks a lot guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Cool. Next week our guest is Shannon Olive of Women First. Look them up at rebuildwomenfirst.org That's right. And coming up after the break is Latino Founder Hour with your hosts Edgar Navis and Claudia Cardenas and these guys are really cool. Their podcast is usually in Spanish so Kunta Madera Pudria Tecur Una Manomata See, I don't even know what it says but join them. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn. Launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.